0: Can't hear it, Vort. But we are fading out to the sweet, sweet sounds of Zebrahead. One of my favorite bands. Been a big fan for over 20 years, and they actually gave us permission to use one of their songs, or uh, any of their songs. They said just use it, um, like as an intro, instead of me using some random generic thing. We got the one and only Zebrahead. If you, uh, anybody out there, is a good fan of. Like some good rap rap (laughs) rap pop punk kind of metal slash punk whatever it's it's great great stuff catchiest band in the world i'm happy to give them a free plug and they uh you know they're supporting us whatever way they can so what's going on man it's been uh it's been almost four months
1: dude it's been four months and the off season is finally over i'm excited because as much as i try to muster up information and excitement to do these in the off season it's just a lot more fun <laughs> when we're getting ready to go live and uh, watch another Jets season that's going to turn into misery. But it, it's time for games that count, and it's time for the podcast to come back every Monday.
0: Yeah, I'll do with the. Uh, well, we could try every Sunday, like after the game, if, if not. Play, at worst, every Monday. We got to get back on track with this, man. We we are on episode thirty-nine on May seventeenth. It's now freaking like, August thirtieth, and uh, here we are with it's the just- next podcast. So we finally hit forty
1: beautiful just like the just like the nfl we take a little time off after the season and then we come back stronger and better than ever
0: all right very good i want to start with a facebook post because this is the most ridiculous one this might this might take the cake okay now if you've been paying any, I, I have not paid as much attention as I normally would, especially I'm ashamed of myself as being a podcast guy and the big fan I am. I didn't really watch it preseason. So I'm going by what people say. And Zach Wilson had a really good preseason. People are excited. He looks good. People are saying he looks like the best rookie quarterback. So, you know, of course, Sam Darnold also had a pretty good preseason with Carolina. And and this numnuts gets on Facebook and says, question, before the start of the regular season games, Knowing what you know now, would you keep Wilson or trade him for Darnold?
1: (laughs) Trade him for Darnold trade
0: I swear to God, that's what he said. Would you keep Wilson or trade him for Darnold? Because, you know, we could have just freaking kept Darnold and not bothered with Wilson if that was going to be the case. I mean, they
1: literally need to check these people's IQs before they let them post stuff on social media. This is just yeah, insane. Then we
0: wouldn't have anything to talk about, man. But that's just, that's just... It's not like Wilson had a bad preseason and people are talking about how he's a bust. I mean, the guy looked, supposedly looks really good. I wish I knew. You know, I didn't really... I, saw, I saw, literally saw two plays in the first game and, of course, one of them he looked terrible and i was like oh here we go so but i'm surprised i was surprised to hear that he looks so good according to so many people but i was reading whatever, a man. lot
1: of stuff just like you that uh there's a little bit more that meets the eyes and the uh, mostly positive reviews as far as uh, his reads and the stuff that you want to hear it's been positive so like you i haven't seen all his pre uh season snaps but uh, i'll take a positive optimistic review when it comes to the jets quarterback any day of the week
0: Yep. And um, one of the things we talked about after free agency was that the Jets seem to be accumulating number one picks, like former number one picks. And and a guy actually pointed that out tonight. He said, is it me or is this guy because the Jets just traded for Shaq Lawson, another former number one pick. And uh, he said, is it me or or does Joe Douglas like to collect um, first round picks? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, this this is what I, I picked up on it immediately. We talked about it and this guy instead of going out and overpaying for you know big time free agents or trying to pay more money for for mediocre talent he's going and getting guys at cheap cheap prices who obviously have a lot of talent and that kind of leads into my next point which is if the jets have the right coaching staff they could be loaded with all these former number 1 picks and really have a a solid a solid base a solid foundation a solid team the question then becomes is is sala the guy because he so far I like everything i've seen with him
1: but if he is the guy we could be onto something here I mean, what are your thoughts uh i am across the board absolutely ecstatic and i agree with you there's two factors to it number one just like you, I am a fan of Douglas seeing talent that we'll say wasn't realized. Sometimes the guy is just a bus and it happens. But yeah. clearly they're doing their due diligence, the Jets are. And they see some talent that, like you said, hasn't been unearthed, hasn't been unleashed, hasn't been properly coached out of him. So I'm all for I'm all for accumulating all those guys, young guys, with a potentially high ceiling. Listen, that's why you have a coaching staff. Can you get the best out of the talent that you have? The guy might, the guy's ceiling might be a 10, the guy's ceiling might be a six, but the coach has to get the guy to his ceiling. So I'm all for accumulating young, talented or potentially talented guys. As far as Sala goes, again, like you we don't really have a track record on him it's his first head coaching job everything on paper everything in press conferences every time the guy speaks he shows to me at least that he's definitely the right guy he has it together mentally he has it together uh in his head he has a plan he has a vision and the biggest thing in today's nfl which wasn't it didn't matter that much in the 80s, 90s, but it's important today. The guy looks like he can relate to today's younger players and motivate them and get them to want to play for him. That's where I'm a big supporter of uh, our coach and what I expect to see out of him.
0: And, and you've been saying that for years about how the, these, these coaches cannot replay to, r- relate to younger players anymore, and, and it's a completely different world. You, you've said that for a long time. And, and we have both discussed... The fact that the Jets and the point you made, which I want to expand on a great point is, you know, the Jets trying to accumulate these players and then and then get the talent out of them and put them in positions to succeed. But one thing the Jets have never done in my lifetime, except for a short time with Parcells, is what the Patriots do, which is, they you know, they have a couple of superstars, but they have a bunch of guys who buy into a system and are are given the proper game plan. And they attack other teams' weaknesses while playing to their strengths, and you could you could have a ceiling of a six like that, and then beat the tens because the tens are not properly prepared. Our whole entire lives, with the exception of a, of a few games here and there with Parcells, because the Jets that was short lived. The Jets have never been prepared. They they are overmatched. They they do not attack other teams. I mean, I've seen games where the Jets would play a team that was giving up 300 yards on the ground and they would try and pass the whole game. They just don't attack teams' weaknesses. If if Sala is the guy he seems to be, and he's going to take his guys and put them in positions to win because he's playing to their strengths while attacking the other teams weaknesses we are going to be in for a fun ride because they're young they're talented if they have a good coach who's going to create the proper game plan then we we could have a lot of fun this season i don't think they're going to win a lot of games and i don't care if they win a lot of games you know of course if it gets to november and they're in it i'm going to start rooting for that but we say this every year. I want to see progress. And we have the potential for some excitement this year, not the winning games and running for the playoffs excitement, but the building block excitement, because we finally possibly have a guy who will like, actually put the Jets in a position where they are prepared to win games. And and that's that to me is, is more exciting than thinking about the playoffs in two years, you know?
1: absolutely agreed again i am not going into the season playoffs or bust seven wins or it's a wasted season three wins i have maybe that came with maturity and being a little older now instead of being 16 and saying if we lose a game my life is over i know exactly but (laughs) there's a couple of things that i look forward to this season and wins or losses are probably the last thing on my mind uh I already am, I don't want to say resigned to the fact, but I accept the fact that we are coming into the regular season with a rookie starting quarterback. No matter how good you look in the preseason, no matter how well prepared you are, look at Peyton Manning. Look at the
0: It's all, all the base grades. packages. These guys there's, are not even
1: playing the real defenses. There's growing pains, and I know that. So I don't want to talk about wins. I want to see Zach Wilson progress from the first four games to the next four games. And by the end of the season, the last four games, I want to feel confident that going to the next season, we have a guy that's really scratching the surface of something special. Because, like you and me talked about last season, I don't want good; I want fucking special. We waited yeah. long enough. So, to me, I'm breaking down this season into four game increments plus one because, of course, we have to have 17 games this season. So, I'm <laughs> looking the at math off. yeah. So, I'm looking at four or five game increments. I'm looking at growth. What I am super excited about, and that's not a sexy pick, I'm excited about the Jets' offensive line. They're investing into it. They realize that keeping a quarterback, especially a young and inexperienced quarterback, upright and protected is very important. I think between Becton and the kid whose name is slipping my mind, we drafted him this year. Oh, Um, uh, uh, Alavera, Vera Vera Tucker, whatever. (laughs) Vera Tucker. So we have two pieces. Uh, That's kind of what you need a lot of times, a lot of dominant offensive lines. And even with the Jets, when they invested, when they had um, uh, the uh, Brickashaw Ferguson and Mangold, uh, it was all about you have those two linchpins and then three guys around them who they carry. So that's what the Jets now have. They have a potential of two building blocks in the offensive line who are young, who are going to mature and grow and have their dominant years right around our quarterback's maturity. So that has me excited. That's what I'm looking forward to and making sure that the offensive line, lives up to quote-unquote hype or the hope or the potential with a quarterback i'm simply looking for growth and maturity towards the second half of the season
0: i have said that the last two years and i will say it again because it is applicable i don't care about the wins and losses just like you i want to see progress and progress to me is is it doesn't necessarily mean winning games because if you if you do the right thing and you play disciplined and and you excuse me if you if you do all of those things you will eventually win the close games they'll probably lose some close games at first but what i want to see is i want to see proper game planning i want to see discipline where they're not taking stupid penalties i want to see intelligent football where they actually pay attention to the clock and and the game situation situational awareness i want to see all of that and if during the course of the year i see all of that improving and the jets are a fun team to watch and they're you know fundamentally sound and they are in every game, even if they don't win them all and they and they go, you know, five and 12, I'm going to be okay with that. You know, I, I will be disappointed. I would want to see some wins, but I am capable of taking a step back now and saying, okay, well, they lost the game, but it, it, it's not dreadful anymore. And, and you made a great point. About I'm not 16 and it's the end of the world anymore. I still see that. I still people saying if the Jets don't make the playoffs, it's a failure. It's like, dude, we are not in, in that position right now. We just tore the team down, started it back up. I saw another guy who talked about how Joe Douglas is a complete failure because he inherited a seven and nine team, as if that was really a seven and nine team. Inherited a seven and nine team, broke it down to a two and fourteen team, and now starting over. He should have improved on the seven and nine. This, this is how short-sighted fans are and how much they don't actually know what goes goes on and and I I'm we're not like that anymore I'm certainly not I haven't been in a while so for me Progress is is the key. I don't care if they go four and four and thirteen or seven and ten or even ten and seven. Ten and seven would be great. I don't care what their record is as long as they are prepared to start really doing stuff next year. After all these guys have a year under their belts, Zach Wilson's got a year. The coach has a year. Everybody, the, the whole team, including the coach, is rookies this year. You you can't expect much. All you have to hope is that there is is some progress, and it can't not be progress from last year. But just you want to see the young guys, including the coach grow and and if i see that i will be happy
1: and i'll touch uh, i want to quickly touch on joe douglas but i do have one more point on the the Salah. so before i get totally sidetracked to me if you asked me at this point as a jets fan my thoughts on joe douglas very very short and concise answer godsend he's doing everything (laughs) right yes the wins and losses don't reflect it but if you're a real fan, you understand the guy has not been hunting wins and losses right now. He's been hunting, building the foundation. He's got the foundation. It's draft picks, it's youth, it's his coach, it's now his hand picked franchise quarterback. Now is when a two, I would say a three year plan starts, ideally two by next year. We should be talking at least really competing for the playoffs. Yes i will be especially with the
0: extra wild card
1: absolutely the foundation is there the draft picks are there the coach he has built that he has built the formula that he had in his mind which is you want to have your own coach you want to have your own quarterback he brought in a couple of young talented guys whether it's the offensive line whatever that may be a drafted couple of talented guys i'm really excited about our young wide receiver so to me i believe as a fan as a As as a fan who is knowledgeable to a degree, I believe I see Douglas's vision. I believe I understand it, and I completely support it and love it. So that's what I just wanted to touch on, uh, Douglas. And my last point on our head coach, Salah, is the last point that I wanted to make is, as far as what the things we'll be watching for this season, yes, we'll be watching for progression of our franchise quarterback. One of the biggest things I want to see is, outside of motivating and being prepared for the kickoff, how the team is gonna look after halftime because my biggest gripe for probably the last 10 years, and I really started to voice it during the Todd Bowles years, and it didn't get much better after him, no is the team would consistently get outplayed in the second half, which yeah. to me, it's it, it has nothing to do with players forgetting the plays, players not getting tired, simply getting outcoached at halftime adjustments. That's where I want to see it. I can live with the fact that he calls a play and Zach Wilson makes a rookie mistake and throws an interception. I'm okay with that. That's execution. We can work on that. But the game plan, whether it's blitzing, it's like you said before. If the team is known, if our opponent is the worst team against the run, why are we suddenly going to put it up 55 times run that and try bitch, to it out?
0: 20, run that bitch 30 times. Yep. Exactly. Let them stop so, you before you go away from the game plan.
1: Yeah. So, and if something is working, show me you can do it. If you're getting killed on a slant in the first half, show me you can adjust. That's what I'm looking forward to uh, uh, from our head coach because everything else so far has checked off. He motivates the guys. He seems ready. He seems eager. He seems. It, New York, The, the this, there's so many things that could potentially derail a rookie quarterback being in new york being your first head coaching job having a rookie quarterback he seems like he's not phased he seems like he's perfectly ready for this opportunity he wasn't rushed uh he wasn't a uh, pick came out of nowhere he seems ready for the moment now it's time to show us and prove to us that he's ready for this moment
0: yeah back to douglas for a second i agree completely that he has a plan and executes it, and and more importantly, that we can see it. If you are looking for it, it is as plain as day. It is like one of those, it's like one of those um, psychological tests they give, like the Rorschach test or some of these other ones, where something is hiding in plain sight and you just have to look at it a certain way to see it. Or, you know, like, I like, ever see the thing with the duck where you can't tell if it's a duck or a rabbit, and depending on yeah, how you look at you just, it, yeah. It's,
1: as, it's, as long as somebody tells you what you're looking for and you know where you're looking for, it's there plain as day. Exactly. But if you don't know, I, you know what you're looking for, you're like, oh, this is just a bunch of lines.
0: Yep, if right, exactly. If if you don't know what you're looking for or you're all closed-minded and you want to believe that it's not happening, you won't see it. Douglas's plan is as clear as day and it has been. We if people if don't believe us, they can go back and listen to our podcast about what we talk about. Douglas is going to build from the inside out. He's building from the lines, right? He you know, people are screaming about the secondary. He'll get to it. <laughs> he can't do everything in one offseason. He needs to build the foundation first. All of it starts in the trenches with the offensive line and the defensive line. We ran into some bad luck with the injuries, but he built the offensive line and the defensive line and that's where it starts. He's got a quarterback. He did not overpay for free agents. He is building through the through the draft and he is accumulating former number 1 picks cheaply, you're not overpaying for them and he hopefully has a coach in there. We'll, we'll see what happens with the coach, but all of those things are clear as day if you actually take a step back, keep an open mind and try and understand what direction they're going. So, you and I have been saying all this time, well, this is what's the next the next move is going to be. This is what the next move is going to be. This is what the next move is going to be. And no matter what happened, I stood there and said, Darnold is gone. He's not sticking with a guy who's not his guy." And and I was proven right, not because I'm so smart, but because I could see what he's doing. I said that he's going to build. He's not going to go crazy on free agents. I mean, people can argue that he did, but they were smart signings. He didn't go and exactly. he didn't go and sign these guys for you know like a Trumaine Johnson for you know you
1: know like
0: four years, seven billion dollars. He he's Even doing it smart to, and he's building it he, smart.
1: He wasn't looking to make anybody the highest paid player at their position. Earn it in the organization. Then we'll talk about contracts. Um, there was two points, and I don't want to forget them, but there was two points that I really wanted to get your thoughts and feedback on. Okay. The first one is uh, going back, relating to Joe Douglas. Obviously, uh, and if I'm getting the names mixed up, please correct me. I've been a little bit out of the loop. We wouldn't be the Jets if we didn't lose somebody to a, uh, to a season-ending injury, and that happened. I believe uh, Shaq Lawson is the guy we lost, and Carl Lo- No, Shaq Lawson is the guy we just picked up. And right, Carl Mark, Lawson yeah. is the guy we lost, the free agency. Yes, that is correct. So when this happened
0: and having three having two three-year-olds is, is tough, huh? You don't even you don't even know the names anymore, dude. Oh,
1: oh, it's uh, this podcast is forcing me to I stay know. in the loop, thankfully. <laughs> but when when it was announced that the Jets picked up Shaq Lawson in the trade, I literally looked up in the sky and said, I love you, Joe Douglas. That is why you accumulate draft picks. Maybe if you don't have draft capital, you still find a way because uh, and that goes back to the GM and the coach being on the same page. We talked about this. We don't have a dominant secondary, so we need somebody who can put pressure on the quarterback. Salah needed that edge rusher. So uh, losing Lawson was a big loss. It was uh, he was an important part. He was one of the bigger free agent acquisitions we made this uh, this season. But having that draft capital to make a trade in a pinch. Uh, literally within 20... Like like a quick trade. It just all of a sudden it happened. That's what days, having yeah. draft capital means. You can make those trades as opposed to being depleted and saying, well, can you take a couple of overpriced veterans who you don't really want but I need... Them? I know, right? So that's <laughs>
0: yeah. where... The, the thing know, is, Joe Douglas is... He, he's a thief. I mean, he got Shaq Lawson for a like six-round six round pick. pick. Yeah? That's nothing. That's nothing. That's that's crazy.
1: So that so was ahead, to your me... Your second where, point. Sorry. So the, do you... What are your thoughts first of all on this? Do you... Am I... Am I being a little too optimistic? Because I literally just, when the trade was announced, the Jets got this kid. I looked up and I said, thank you, Joe Douglas. Just thank you. That's why you have this draft capital. Because then it allows you to make these emergency trades. And this was an emergency trade to fill a need.
0: I I like the deal. I mean, listen. I I've spent half this podcast talking about how he's accumulating number one picks cheap. So I you can't go wrong getting a guy. I, it doesn't matter if he's living up to the number one status. You don't need him to anymore. <laughs> he's yep. a, he. You gave up a sixth round pick for him. If he can just be a body, then you then you're in decent shape and. You know, I, I don't know much about the guy. I, I mean, he's bounced around a bit. He was on um, who is he? He's on Buffalo, Miami, Houston. If if he turns out not to be much, then then so be it. But at least they try. And he gave up nothing. Six round. I a mean, sixth round pick is basically exactly. basically a, a shit against the wall pick.
1: You know, like if, for people who are screaming right now that the guy is underachiever. What do you need him for? How many 6 round picks make your team? How many six round picks survived the final cuts of training camp? So shut up. This guy yeah. at least proved he can hang in the NFL already. So we actually the way I look at it is we have a 6 round pick who proved he can actually hack it and made the roster. So anything we get out of him at this point will be a great bonus. Don't get yeah. all bent out of shape. Yep. And they lost they lost another guy
0: too, Vinnie Curry, was um guy from the Eagle. Yes. he's an older guy yeah he's yes. an older guy uh he was a situational guy but but it's another so they've lost two big pass rushers the biggest one and and this guy who was a situational guy I guess would play on passing downs um who would put some pressure so that I, I think if they only lost one if they would have only lost Lawson they might not have gone out and made a deal but when you lose two of them that that that's you know now you really have to find a way to put pressure because if you don't then that young secondary is really
1: exposed yep Yep, agreed. So we're back to where we were since we started the podcast, and we were allergic to disagreeing we with each we other. You can't
0: fight, I know. Yeah.
1: Uh, the last point for me, and this is, uh, I wouldn't be a Jets fan if I didn't criticize the GM that I just proclaimed to love up and down, <laughs> but where I think Joe Douglas didn't drop the ball is bringing in a veteran proven quarterback as a backup and a mentor to Zach Wilson I think that was a huge mistake don't talk to me about oh it's it's good because Wilson knows he's a he's an unquestioned number one a guy like Joe Flacco you're not bringing him in to be a longtime starter um, and potentially scare Zach Wilson into losing his job but that mentorship uh, that backup quarterback who has that mentorship role and knows it accepts it and thrives with it I think it's huge to the development of young quarterbacks it's something that I would have loved to see addressed and it did not happen.
0: Yeah, I I do not know what the thinking was there. You know, normally I can kind of take a guess and say, well, it's cuz of this reason, that reason. I have no idea. I mean, it can't be that, you know, they don't want that they don't they, you know, they don't want to intimidate Wilson. It's clearly his job. Uh, it can't be that they weren't guys out there cuz there was. So, I don't know what the thinking is behind that. All I can do is is say I have to have some faith that he knows what he's doing and maybe he'll pick someone up. You know, like, like this guy Mullins, who used to be on the 49ers, yep. got cut yep. recently. Maybe they signed him. Who knows? Maybe he's just waiting for the bargain basement guy and, and somebody who knows the system. Who knows? I, I really don't know. I have to agree with you, though, uh, unfortunately. I'd love to be able to fight with you, and we'll get there. Someday we will. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know what the thinking is there. But instead of jumping in and saying, oh, God, why is the guy not doing this? I I, I am honestly wondering and I would like to try and investigate it more and figure out why because clearly either that or maybe he believes in James Morgan I mean he did draft him last year Uh, you know maybe they don't want to spend the money on a quarterback and they feel that the team is young and if Wilson gets hurt it's not like he's gonna it's like the team's gonna succeed anyway so you put the other guy in there Uh, the mentorship thing is a big thing but maybe he they feel that Lafleur can 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 mentor him and be that guy I mean he's a fairly young guy um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I'm hesitant to criticize him because usually when I do that, there's a pretty good reason for it and I end up eating crow. But I do have to admit to being somewhat bewildered, no
1: doubt. That's actually a very intriguing point that I didn't think about. If Wilson really, really struggles to a point where they need to sit him for a week, for two weeks to clear his head, or if he gets injured and needs to miss time, I actually now all of a sudden I'm looking at it as, uh, oh, that's not so bad. It's not like Zach Wilson is the difference between us making a playoffs or not. I believe we're both in the same position. Playoffs are not something we're realistically looking forward to this season. So if Wilson gets injured, has to miss three, four weeks, a young gunslinging backup, somebody like a, a, that guy from Jacksonville, Minshew, who came in out of nowhere, starts slinging it. All of a sudden, by the end of the season, you have a young quarterback who is an attractive trade bait, not a first or second rounder, but in mean, a fourth or a fifth, maybe a quarterback-needy team. Sees a guy who is actually performing in the regular season, not in the preseason with the dumbed-down schemes. Kids show some promise. Now we have a trade. uh, Now we have a tradable asset. Maybe again, I'm trying to look at the positive and grasp at straws, but uh, maybe that'll be the slight positive of this situation. Could be.
0: I mean, who knows? I mean, it, it. Regardless, you know, you would like to have. Excuse me. You would like to have somebody there, if only because the team is young and maybe they don't turn into a, you know, like if Zach Wilson goes down, they're not going to be that much worse off at this point in his career. But you would like to think that some of these kids could could benefit from some kind of continuity and not a complete drop off. You do you know, God forbid the Jets, you know, Wilson goes down and then nobody is back there and then they look like they did last year. Uh, but then again, you have to, you gotta, you kind of have to have some faith in the coaching staff that that, that everything we just talked about is true and they're going to be able to put the guys in the right position and next man up and all of that stuff. So uh, I, I, I really don't know. I, I just don't. And I'm, I'm not. I, again, I'm hesitant to to go off on the guy, but I am. I, I definitely wonder about it. Um, I can I can kind of see why he might not have gotten a guy, but I, it, it's kind of weak. It's it's not really like a strong opinion. You know, I can't yep. I can't really defend it hard.
1: Yeah, same here. It was just, uh, listen, uh, being an honest fan, if I, uh, I don't even feel it's nitpicking. It's just uh, we have to be able to criticize the guy that we are a huge fan of like we are of Douglas. But in our opinion, this is something that just could have or potentially should have been addressed. Agreed.
0: Well, we got uh, one. I guess we can do one next week with our predictions for the game. I mean, they go to Carolina. And you know, as of 4 o'clock on Sunday, the 12th, Sam Darnold will never have played an NFL game that did not involve the Jets. I guess that'll come in week two.
1: And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll kind of break that down, talk about it a little bit more next week.
1: Absolutely. Looking we'll forward to our prediction, worst case, best case. Uh, oh, yeah. It's almost yeah. here. And, I'm and I think for this week, that's all I got
0: yep that's it this is a, this is a nice little go, go in nice and easy we don't want to hurt ourselves so.
1: <laughs> we're in the preseason mode too works for me <laughs> alright brother have a good one you too take that.